Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Ann Ukenen. I'll start off in James here. I just wanted to read a, a cheery scripture. In James um, 16, it says... Oh, oh, James 3, and in uh, 3.16. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Yes, I know, I know that's a happy, happy start. Well, the world, this is what we see. Like, when you look at it, you're like, wow, that's, like, you can't, I can't, like, you, you can't believe it. But you're like, it's just so evil and it's just so opposite of what I know in God's word to be true. And you see things happening, you see our government, and you see people, and they're making decisions, and we Christians get angry, and they're like, oh, oh, that's so awful. It's, it's evil. Yes, it is evil. And they don't have God, so they wouldn't make good choices. They wouldn't make godly choices. They'd make choices that serve themselves and not God. And so when we see them and we look and we see, oh, oh, (laughs) but we can look at something different. We can look differently. And we're lights that shine in this world. And we're meant to be there to be salt and light. So that when we go, it's it's a dramatic, uh, like it's dramatic. Just as I look and I see, I'm like, oh, what's happening in the world? And, And I think about that. It's just as dramatic for them to look at us. They're, they're thinking the same things. Like, that makes no sense. Why are they doing that? Those evil, hateful Christians. Oh, they're saying this. Oh, that's so evil. That's so hateful. You know what? Sometimes they don't make good choices. But lots of people don't. But we can do what God says. We heard we have comforter. We have the comforter he came to guide us and lead us in all truth so that we can say what he would have to say. But let me tell you, Jesus was not like everyone. Jesus went, and people didn't like him. Jesus went places, and they wanted to throw rocks at him. Bless God, no one's throwing rocks at you. Amen. Although we had someone throw uh, something, a toy at someone else the other day and hit someone in the head. But, you know, we're adults here. I hope we're all adults here, not throwing rocks. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I wanted to go, because when we were talking about reading God's scriptures, we want to put it back where we found it. And so we want to read around it. So what I want to do is I want to go from 16 back up and bump up to, to verse, um, verse 1 in James 3. So you don't have to turn many pages or anything like that. But it's, it's, it's strange because um, the world sees us very, like they don't know what to think about us. I, uh, I, we, Ari and I, we were, we were after, after church one day, we just, you know, we, we went shopping because, you know, we need to get groceries just like everyone else. And so we were standing in line and being pleasant and talking to the cashier and, and the cashier says, wow, you guys are really nice. And the thing is, and, and wh- I was like saddened because I was like, well, what, who are the other customers? And how's your day been? <laughs> because we're just being pleasant and nice. I'm like, we're just, you know, we're not trying to do anything special. We're just being pleasant and nice. <laughs> um, but this was different for this cashier. 
So I, I it is it is really too bad because you know like I bless them. They probably, you know, you, you think I'm in a kindergarten class with the kindergarten people. You think, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do a cashier. I don't want to be a cashier. And so, although sometimes I want to take over for some cashiers, but <laughs> I allow them to serve me. <laughs> but we were, you know, it's so different. And then we were just walking one day in Yaletown, going to get dinner, just walking down the sidewalk. And this strange lady, who we didn't even know, came up to us and said, wow, you're a, ni a really nice couple. And I'm like, you don't even know us. You just saw us for like walking down the street. And I like, we're just, we're just walking, not doing anything special, just walking. Oh, you're a cute, nice couple. Okay, bless God, I'm glad we're exuding that. <laughs> you know, praise the Lord. That's so wonderful. But people, do, like, it's hard for them, they, like it, Normal is the believer lifestyle. You know, like when someone says, you know, oh, you're happy all the time. Oh, you're so smiley in the morning. Yes, I am. But I don't like work myself up to be smiley in the morning. I have like, you know, like, uh, you know what? Some days things happen. I wake up and I'm like, I want to stay in bed and I don't want to get out. But then when I get out, have my shower, do my thing, you know, Talk to the Lord, you know, at any time throughout there. You don't have, like, you know, like, people do it differently. Whatever works for you, do it for you. Then the worship music in the car, like, during worshiping. And you're, like, wondering, like, why was she praying for an hour in the morning? She wakes up at an ungodly hour. <laughs> That's why she had time to pray and worship for an hour and a half. And then, look, I better have a shower. <laughs> I, I, like... Yeah, only got into rain around for that time. So <laughs> I was happy in bed. So you know, in case you were wondering about the timeline. <laughs> but we sh this should be the way it is. Like if we have the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, exuding from us, we should be a different way. We shouldn't look like a grumpy Gus. We shouldn't, this is, this is not part of our lifestyle and who we are. Like, for bless God, like, if everything went wrong, you're going to heaven. And you have something to smile about. Because maybe it's bad now, but surely in the sweet by and by, you're going to be happy, unlike other people. <laughs> but we have something to smile and be happy about. And it's not something that we have to drum up. Because if it's something that's fake, you know, and people know when it's fake. You know, like, I, like I, can, I can genuinely smile at you and say, hi, how are you doing? Good to see you. And I actually mean it. I do mean it. I do mean it, you know. And, and yeah, you can mean it too. You can mean it too. But let's get back to that first verse one. It says in, in, in James 3, verse 1, it says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we will receive the great condemnation. I'm going to switch over to the Amplified. Not many of you should become teachers, self-constituted censors, and reprovers of others. My brethren, for you know that we teachers will be judged by a higher standard and with greater severity than other people. Thus, we assume the greater accountability and the more condemnation. Let me tell you, we have, we have 
a responsibility here. And teachers, me here, speaking the word to you, have a greater responsibility because I bless God better be telling the truth. Or, at the very least, what I, what I know. The best I know. And, ev- like, it, you just do the best you know. But as teachers, we have a greater accountability. I, I know my accountability in, with my students. They need to know the letters. They need to know how to print them. They need to know basics of math. They can't leave kindergarten thinking that one and two makes two, uh, or, or one and five makes ten. They, you know, bless, they should not, I cannot send them on knowing something wrong like that. That is like, it's my job to make sure that they know what, as best that they can, <laughs> everything that they should know. Because like even like letter formation, some of them, oh my Lord, like, you know, they're trying, trying to get them to print, and it's, like, so hard because, you like, you can't control 30 children and what, how they're printing their letters. You can only be beside one and showing that one. Oh, no, no, you're doing it wrong. That's not the right way. And it's, like, why is it important? Well, because later when they learn s- script, if they do a letter wrong, it can, it can mean script being easy to them or hard for them. Because if you do C going up like that, going up like that, then it's hard to go with the flow of script. Because everything we learn builds. And it's all building. It's all building to a point. And they're building to reading. They're building to writing. Talking with a parent this week, you know, wow, I can't believe they're starting to read. I'm like, it's happening. It's happening. When I was a young teacher, I'm like, how do you get them to know how to read? Like, how? I'm like, you, we've got all these things, but how? And I, you know what? I still don't do it. I still am not teaching them to read. I'm going through and showing them the way, but there's something that has to click on the inside of them to, for it to work. And I know it's God, that I'm giving them everything that they need, but it's God working in them, in their brain, to figure out how to read. I'm doing all the things, and all of a sudden, they're reading. And I didn't, I didn't turn the switch. I just gave them the tools. And God worked in them and turned a switch, and then all of a sudden, they're just like reading and writing and understanding. And I'm just putting all the pieces in place. And that's what a good teacher does, is puts the good things in place so that student who's active and participating and listening can do what they need to do. And so we are very concerned about what comes from the pulpit. We're very concerned about the songs that we sing. We, are, we love God's word, and it's holy, and it's pure. And the leaders here tr- want his word, his message to be clear for you to build that foundation so that we give you all the tools and then you take them and do that thing. Well, you're like, what thing? Your thing. I don't need to know your thing. You need to do it your thing. You do go, you go do your thing. I've got my thing. You do your thing. We kind of know. <laughs> the leadership kind of have an idea. But, you know, we're not going to tell you everything. I can't live your life. I've got my own. <laughs> so, if we set the bits in the horses' mouths to make them obey us, 
we can turn their whole bodies about. You know, this is the reins. You put the reins in the horse and they move around. And actually, it's not, you know, you don't have to do it that hard. A well-trained horse, you, are, you can be just as gentle as anything, and they will move where you need to go. But they have to be obedient, you know? Because, you know, you go, like, I've been to places where, like, oh, that horse. Like, my nieces go to riding. They're like, oh, I had to ride that horse. And that horse meant that horse <laughs> was not as easy <laughs> as other horses. <laughs> so you don't want to be that horse. <laughs> so, because uh, it can just be really simple and easy, and they, and they respond well. And even, like, barely any pressure from the, from the bridle. Uh, likewise, in verse 4, Look at the ships, though they are so great, are driven by rough winds, they are steered by a very small rudder where the impulse of the helmsman determines. It is quite interesting. Like I had, you know, I've been on a boat. I've been on a little tiny sailboat that tipped, and I saw that rudder. I got a very good close look at the rudder <laughs> as I tried to get back in the boat after it had tipped. But rudders... <laughs> are really, like, they're really small. It's way smaller than the rest of the boat. But it just, it's so interesting that you can turn it, and then all of a sudden, something can go completely a different direction. And, uh, and, uh, and I was so interesting, because like, it makes me think of, like, loose lips sink ships. And, you know, like, you know, flapping lips and... You know, that came from uh, World War II. It was a propaganda thing that they didn't want people to just blab everything because you, you didn't know who was around you. There could be a spy, you know, could be a spy. And so, like, don't, you know, flap your lips. Don't just start talking so everybody can know everything. But, you know, like, our mouth is super important. find it interesting that we were talking about in verse 16. We're all building to verse 16, um, evil works and our tongue and teachers and being about by good teachers, being around good teachers, listening to good teaching, all those things. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and it can boast of great things. See how much wood or how great a forest a tiny spark can set ablaze. And we hear about that in the forest fires and how big they are. And then also, too, it's like, you know, the watershed and how we're going to lose a lot of water, like conserve your water. And they talk about that too. They're like, because there's not much water. And then I talked to someone who actually, he looks and checks what the water table is. Just a random guy that doesn't have anything to do, but, you know, just waters his lawn and stuff. And he just wants to know what the water table is. And he says, it's pretty good all the time. It doesn't matter what they say. <laughs> and I'm like, like, we live in a place where it rains all the time. I'm like, how can, you know, you know, like, we're, I'm like, when did we live in a desert? I don't know. But anyway, but there's lots of... There's lots of talk in the world, yeah. lots of talk going on. And little things, like a little spark, can all of a sudden be a, a whole big blaze when it's not. Hmm. Let us not fan the flames with our tongue. So, <laughs> for, um, and as the tongue uh, is a fire, the tongue is a world of wickedness set among our members contaminating and depriving the whole body and setting on fire the wheel of birth, the cycle of man's nature, being itself ignited by hell. Yeah, this is positive. But let me just... (laughs) 
Let me just say this. We have the denominations we have today because of our tongues. We have the denominations, all of them that we have, and so many more that I don't even know of. And they all do a little bit different. We have the denominations we have because of our tongues. And someone gets a revelation. And how do we deal with it in our body? How do we deal with it? We have pioneers like Kenneth Hagin and Kenneth Copeland. Word of faith, healing message, those things that are rejected in many Christian churches. Rejected. And talked about negatively. And you can't receive it if you're going to trash talk it. You can't receive it if you're going to speak bad about it. The prosperity message. Oh, you know, I was watching something and I turned it off after I heard this because they were like, well, it's not that they, they have, they don't have to talk about the prosperity message. That's okay. But stop. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, stop. <laughs> and just like, I know, like I know people have believed for their pink Cadillacs and I know that there's been people that take certain messages and they run wild with it and they do things and you're like, whoa, that's, that's strange. That's not what I, that's not what God said, but, but it's our tongue that will change things. It's our tongue that will help or hurt. It's our tongue that will separate or unite. And the church today has been a good separator. You just have to look. And people think bad about the church. They don't go to the church because of something that happened at church where it shouldn't have happened, where they felt unloved or hurt or spoken out against, and they felt that that wasn't the place they could be because of someone's words, someone's tongue. We need to be careful, folks, really careful with our interactions, like smiling and saying hello and meaning it. Being careful to not back talk or say something in haste. We're talking about people's lives, and yes, I know God can deliver people quickly, and it doesn't have to take 20 years to get over a sorrow. But I don't want people feeling like they can't come here because of where they're at. Everyone should be welcome here. Everyone. And yes, some of them have crazy, crazy ideas. But we can deal with people differently. We can love people differently. And when people choose to come here to Celebration Life Church, they're making a choice to spend some of their time here. We as a body can love them. We as a body can help them. Maybe they'll be here only for one Sunday. Maybe they'll come for a little bit. Maybe they'll be here as long as I've been here. A long time. 
But however long they're here, have they felt love? Have they heard encouraging words? Have they felt like they could come back? Have they felt it? And there's some people that say they're going to be back and don't come back. And I don't think it's because they heard, it's something that they heard here. <laughs> I think that's a discipline issue. But anyway, <laughs> or other issues. But anyway, <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with what, you know, some people have heard things. You know, Pastor Gwen's offended people because she wore big earrings that were pink. And they never came back. So, you know, and she was trying to bless someone by wearing them because they were a gift. Let us not be that person. That when we see something, big earrings, or we see someone or hear someone say something and you're like, we, there's a way. Jesus is the answer. He has all answers in him. There's a way to deal with people in love. And every single situation in, the, in God's word where God was deal, Jesus was dealing with people, he dealt with them with love, even when he whipped the people in the temple. So anyway, you know, rod and staff, they comfort. But anyway, <laughs> but you know, you don't, have to get, you don't have to get the rod and staff. You could actually just hear the first time, you know. You know, some of my students, they like, you know, they're good listeners. They do everything. And, but sometimes some friends need special dealings. Or, and then the one that's like, well, how come they get that? And it's, it's hard. In kinder, it's hard like when kids are noticing that people are getting a different deal. They know. They know fair. They all know about fair. You do. But you know what? Bless God, you don't need the extra help. I like that you're listening. You are a blessing to me. They don't know it, but they're a blessing to me. And they're doing it. And their reward is not something special that I'm doing. Their reward is learning. Their reward is doing better in school. Their reward is using their time wisely, even though they don't know it. And I'm like, you know, some of us are like, well, how come they get so much special? How come they're getting your reward? Don't look at the other people and what they're getting. Amen. God is, you're listening. You're doing. You're getting. It's good. Don't worry about someone else's getting something special. Your turn will come, bless God. Amen. Don't compare yourself to other people. That's where you get into trouble. Yes. And that's going to come up a little bit later. For every kind of beast and bird, we're in verse 7, and reptile and sea animal can be trained and has been tamed by human, human, uh, human genus nature. But the human tongue can be tamed by no man. It is restless, undisciplined, irreconcilable, evil, and full of deadly poison. Hmm. Let's continue on. Hold this thought. With it, we will bless the Lord and the Father, and with it, we curse men who are made in God's likeness. Interesting that the world has some God in it. They were made in his likeness, and they're just not doing the right thing. And we like, Justin Trudeau. Oh, bless God, I'm sorry. Anyway, hallelujah. Pray for him. Pray for him. Pray for his soul, let me tell you. 
let me tell you. Um, out of the mouth comes poor blessing and cursing. These things, my brethren, ought not be so. So if it, this, this here, I'm going to stop here, ought not be so. That means that it cannot be so. That we like, uh, we like people will just like say, "Oh, the tongue can no man tame." So I'm just gonna flap my lips all the time, because you know what? God said His word that I can't tame it. Absolutely not. Because we read on, it ought not be so. What we have today with all the denominations ought not be so. People feeling hurt in the church ought not be so. And let me tell you, like, there are sensitive people that should just, you know, need a little spanking. Uh, you know, they do. They do. They do. But anyone who wants to be received, accepted, and just do well by God, they, we can help those people. It's just if they don't want to be helped, that's a problem. Yeah, it is. But God has an answer for that, too. He has an answer for that as well. You know, some people, it just takes them a lot longer. Oh, well. Oh, well. Hopefully, they'll eventually get there. And everybody will because we'll be in heaven. So there. So we've got ought not be so. So anything in the Bible that it says that I can do, I can do it. Do you believe that? That if the Bible says that's who you are, that's who you are. If the Bible says you can do it, then you can do it. So when it says something like, fear not, you can do it. Be anxious for nothing. You can do it. Are we all there yet? We can be anxious for nothing. We can do it. Yes. We can rule our own tongue. Amen. We can speak good things. Yes. If we have Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us, and when he says, uh-uh-uh, shut your mouth. Amen. Or at the very least, just don't say anything at all. You can do that. You can do that. That's easy to do. You just don't say nothing. And it's like, but, but, but then if I don't say anything, that means I approve of what they're saying. But that means that I'm agreeing with it. No, it doesn't. Amen. It doesn't. We, don't, we can be in rule of our tongue, and we can take time. If someone has a question of us, a confrontational question, we can say, I'll answer you later. You're allowed to say that. Oh, can you help me with this? I'll answer you later. You don't need to say, you need, don't need to say with your unsafe friends, oh, I'm going to pray about it first. But maybe do. Maybe do. That would probably be good. You know, I, lo I love what Pastor Gwen has some rules, rules to live by. Like if you ask her on a Sunday morning after, after church, the answer is probably always going to be no. <laughs> if you need an answer under pressure, you need, I need an answer right now? The answer is going to be no. Just FYI when you're talking to her. <laughs> and you want that yes and it's under pressure? 
Good luck. But anyway. <laughs> also, she hears from God, so, you know. <laughs> but these kinds of rules to live by. I am so much better than I was when I was a teenager. Like, I used to, like, freak out about things. And, like, you know, something would happen, uh, like, unexpected or surprising. And, uh, you know, and I would be like, oh, you know, and, and people, that I had a kind, that kind of reputation. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I'm not that way anymore. And bless God, I've had a lot of practice in the natural, yes. <laughs> because all sorts of things come out. There's always vomit, always bodily fluids. There's always something at not the right time. So I've had a lot of practice. But God has been at work in me. And God has been at work in you. And with the tongue piece, you can allow him to have a work in you or you cannot. But then you will just have the fruit of it. So, yes. Out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. These things ought not be so. It could be, out of my mouth comes blessing. Amen. Always. And then here in verse 11, does a fountain send forth from the same opening fresh water and bitter? Question. When you open up the tap, is it hot or cold? Or both. Like, you can, you can set it if you want it warm. But it can't, you can't have a little bit of it come out hot and a little bit of it come out cold. Or have like something like, you know, you put lemonade in a, in a thing and you put something else in the lemonade. It's all going to mix together in the source and come out and be one thing when you turn the spout. It's all going to come out the same. It's going to be the same. So here we have, you know, fresh water, gross water. It's going to turn. It's going to be something. It's going to be one or the other. And if it's a little bit gross, it's all gross. So there we go. It contaminates the whole thing. So can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or grapevine figs? Neither can a salt spring furnish fresh water. So you can't have salt water and fresh water out of the same, out of the same source. And you, can't, you can only get one kind of fruit from a tree unless someone's believing for it. And they're believing for a miracle to get fruit from a tree of all different sorts. A testimony of Dr. Lairdon, he saw a tree that grew multiple different fruits on it because a man was believing God to feed his community. And so multiple fruits were growing on the tree. And so he saw that with his own eyes. So you can ask him about it when he comes because I'm sure he'll come. December. Praise the Lord. There you go. Dr. Lairdon. December. Yay. So, but naturally, there will be only figs on something and, and apples on or whatever. It doesn't mix. So, who there is among you who is wise and intelligent? Are you wise and intelligent? Yes. 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 Are you wise and intelligent? Yes. The answer is yes. First of all, you did the best thing when you accepted Jesus. Gold star, gold star for you. <laughs> you did, you, you won, you won, you got the test. You, you passed the test. There it is, gold star for you. <laughs> yes, eternal salvation, pretty good reward. Amen. 
So, is, um, so any of you among you wise, I love it. Um, in, back in the King James, it says in verse 13, Who is a wise man and endure with, with knowledge amongst you? We all have knowledge. We all have wisdom. We have Holy Spirit. We have wisdom. Let him show out of good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. Good conversation flows from us. Good conversation will flow from us. It has to. It has to if we have Holy Spirit. And yes, sometimes we blurt out something and we know right away and we go, "Ah." we repent, we say sorry. Thank you, Jesus. He forgives us. The other person will forgive you if they want forgiveness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I tell like my students, if you don't forgive them, God can't forgive you. You should forgive. (laughs) I need to think about it. No, you don't need to think about your forgiveness. You forgive. Jeez. You might not invite them over to tea. You might not be their best friend, but certainly you can forgive them. You know, like, get the problem off your plate, you know? Don't allow it to, to offend you and, and grow in you some bitterness. Just let it go. Let it go. The wisdom descendeth not from above. Uh, oh, let me see. Um, okay. Verse 14. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. I think in the Amplified it says... But if you have bitter jealousy, envy, and contention, rivalry, self-ambition in your hearts, do not pride yourself on it and thus be in defiance and, um, and false to the truth, be in capital, Jesus, him being true, his word, his truth. So don't be in defiance of that. Now, that's where we see this. And then it says, um, if we... Um, this superficial wisdom is not as it comes from down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, even devilish. Which is why we understand when we look at the world in verse 16, for where there is jealousy and envy and contention, rivalry, ambitious and, and selfish ambition, there it will also be confusion and rebellion, disharmony, rebellion, and all sorts of evil and vile practices. So we see this in the world. Shouldn't be in the church shouldn't be us. It ought not be so. We don't want strife in the church. If you are wanting your point to be made and you want to stand for your point, selfishness, your way, your truth, and not the truth. And so when we think of the world, they're all, they don't have anything. They just have their self. They have what they believe. They have their truth. Oh, gosh, when that started coming out, I was, <laughs> I was not happy with that. When they, when they started saying, speaking their truth. Because it's not the truth. And we can align with the truth. And we'll be right every time. Every time. But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. Then it is peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle, 
It's willing to yield to reason, full of compassion and good fruits. It is wholehearted and straightforward, impartial and unfeigned, free from doubts, wavering, or insincerity. I'm going to read this again. This is us. This is us. Is this you? Believe it for yourself that this is you. But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. It is peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle. It is willing to yield to reason, full of compassion and good fruits. It is wholehearted and straightforward, impartial and unfeigned, not fake, free from doubts, wavering, and insincerity. And the harvest of righteousness, are you righteous? Your answer should be yes. If you have Jesus, he's your savior, your answer is yes. Because my righteousness, your righteousness, is not of me, it's of him. My righteousness is of Jesus. My righteousness, I'm in him. His righteousness is mine. It belongs to me. I accepted it. It's mine. And so, and the harvest of righteousness, of conformity to God's will, in, throughout, uh, through thought and deed, you know, you can know his will. It's not a mystery. It's a mystery to people who don't know him. But we know him, right? We can ask. And if we ask anything according to his will, he gives it to us. And he's like, his will. His, like, we know his will. It's right here all in his word. It's like, I don't know if he'll heal me. It may not be his will. Oh, that's your truth. That's not the truth. He heals. He heals. That's what he does. He's the healer. He wishes that we're healed, and he wants us healed. And he's able to heal us. You know, if you think, oh, maybe it'll happen, you're not going to get anything. The harvest of righteousness, of conformity to God's will in thought and deed, is the fruit of the seed sown in peace by those who work for and make peace. We talked about that comforter. That comforter, he, Holy Spirit, has been sent. He's here. He's in me. He's in you. And if you don't know him and he's not in you, he can be. It's very easy. It's just about, uh, just receive him. You know, like, I don't know how I received Holy Spirit. I honestly really don't know. I was like, I know when I got born again. But I don't know when I was speaking in tongues and, and I had Holy Spirit because I just did. Like it wasn't a big like, bam, I'm now that. No, it just, it was normal. It was natural. It was normal and natural. We feel like normal and natural to speak in tongues. All normal and natural. And not scary at all. It's very helpful. Like building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I want that. That's better to get through, the, through your days. That's better to help you with your tongue. Amen. That Holy Spirit helps. Tells you what to say, when to say it, when not to. Mm-mm-mm. I've heard that. Get this smile. Hallelujah. 
Because also, too, kindergarten have a lot of weird ideas. But if I shot them all down and said, no, that's not right, they wouldn't share them if I corrected them on everything, because they're wrong about a lot. So, <laughs> but I appreciate them and their ideas. And I know that they're going to grow, and I know that they're going to learn, and I'm okay with the answer that they give now, because it's not going to be the answer that they're going to give in a year and five years yeah, or 10 years. It's just when you're an adult and you give the same answer, and you're not growing, we're all growing. We're getting better. We're all doing better. Sown in peace by those who work for and make peace in themselves and in others. That peace which means concord, agreement, and harmony between individuals with, und I love this word, undisturbedness. Because we have these denominations and things through contention and div divisiveness. And it, that ought not be so. In a peaceful mind, free from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. We don't have to be conflicted. We walk and, and stand in and live in his righteousness. And this is the fruit of it. That that peace... We, we're peacemakers. We go and have his peace and make peace wherever we go. Even if it looks like someone who is arguing against you about Jesus and what Jesus stands for. Because they have it all wrong, obviously. They have it all wrong. And you have the message. You have the answer. And he's the way. And he gives you the way to speak to anyone who you encounter. And trust and know that maybe you are the one that's just watering. Maybe you're the one that's planting that they've never heard something before. Maybe they want to know more. Maybe they looked like they rejected it. But there's someone else that's coming along their path going to get them. <laughs> but you could just know and trust that Holy Spirit leads and guides you. He's leading and guides you in all truth. His truth. The truth that matters. The truth that trumps all truths. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We'll pray, I think, but if you want to come up and start playing when you're ready. This is for us. And I don't think it's an accident that I'm talking about this now because new people are going to come through our doors. New people came today. Hello, new people. We love you. <laughs> we have Faith Dish next Sunday. That's a good day to come next Sunday where we can sit and chat and talk. But we want to be a people that love others that want to display that righteousness, to see that peace here, that love here, that truth here, that joy here. And when people come, they've come with a lot of history. They have who they are that took a lifetime to create. And maybe 
some things are not right. Or maybe they have something for us that we need to hear. And we just want to be ready to say the right thing and love them or not say anything and love them. But we are able to extend God's love to everyone so that every encounter that we have is a good one. And some of you have come out of encounters with people and you've thought it wasn't a good encounter. You thought, oh, that didn't go the way I expected. Or I said the th this thing and it wasn't received in the way I thought it would have been received. Don't go by what you see. Don't go by what you see. You watered. You sowed. Don't go by their reaction. God's working on them more than the word that you gave. He's in them. He's drawing them. Don't go by what you see. And don't allow it to eat you up. Let it go. It's not, actually, don't let it be your business. Let it be God's business. And you can just give it to him. And receive the ability to walk in the, in righteousness. And display those fruits of righteousness everywhere you go. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're, I'm going to pray right now, but afterwards, if you do not, or you're like, I don't know how to speak in tongues. I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit. I need that. You can just come on up, and a pastor will pray with you. We can just take care of that today. Because let me tell you, so much easier with Holy Spirit. Because he tells you and helps you what to say, and he helps you when to say, like, you know what? You want that voice saying, no, don't talk right now. Don't, no, no. <laughs> and hopefully he doesn't have to yell at you on the inside. But, or and prompts you to see, say something. It's like some of you, you don't know when to, or how to say it. This is where Holy Spirit helps a lot, a whole lot. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're a uniting God, that you unite, that you created us to be your body. And I thank you, Lord, that we're operating as your body, your body that loves, that your body that speaks good things, your body that stands and walks in your righteousness and sees that fruit of righteousness, that peace, that composure, that calmness, that that not fearing, but walking in victory on a daily basis in everything. I thank you, Lord, that we just don't take things so personally. I thank you, Lord, that your word is who we are. Your word is what we are. What your word says is what we are, not what someone else said 20 years ago, not what someone said 10 years ago, not what mom prayed over you that wasn't him. Thank you, Lord, that your people hear your voice stronger than they've ever heard before. I thank you that as we celebrate this Sunday, 
Pentecost Sunday, I thank you that it's Pentecost every day. Because you came and you're here. And I thank you that we hear your voice. Your sheep hear your voice and another they do not follow. I thank you, Lord, that we're walking in your ways. I thank you, Lord, that as you bring new people to Celebration Life Church, I thank you that we're able to interact with people in a new and different way. I thank you, Lord, that our mouths are servants to you, Holy Spirit. That we speak those encouraging words. That we, when we say hello, we mean it. When we smile at someone, we mean it. That we're not a false bunch here with false love, but we have the truth. We have you. We have true love for people. And I thank you for all these opportunities to go out into the community. And I thank you that as we go out, that you give us the words to speak. You show us what to say. You show us who to talk to. You show us how to do that. And through it all, your peace is in us, ruling us and guiding us and showing us the way. And that we won't get scared when someone starts yelling in our face. But we walk in your love and we're responding to people, not reacting to people. I thank you, Lord that you want to do big things in this city, city of Surrey. The word that we got was Surrey, the city of salvation. And I thank you, Lord, that we're working with, with churches in new and different ways, that we can set aside differences because they don't really matter because we have you and you're the way. And as we all follow you the best to our abilities, I thank you that you help. You're our helper. You show us. You help us. You lead us. You guide us. So that we can better share your love with others. Because it's really all about reaching this city. Reaching BC. Reaching the nation and the nations. And thank you, Lord, that you are allowing us and showing us the way to do that. Thank you for setting us here. Thank you for setting Celebration Life Church right here. Right here. It's not an accident. It was on purpose. And you set the people here on purpose. And I thank you that, that it's a privilege and honor to be able to work together. To link arms and work together knowing that we're a body, that we're a family, that you, we're your people. And I thank you that we remember that every day, every day. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, B3W3B1.